Hello, dear ones. Welcome to Secret Gardening with Sarah. The song on this podcast is called Today If You Hear Him by Taylor Linhart. And hey, if you're enjoying these episodes, would you please consider rating and leaving a review? It's so encouraging to read your life-giving words, and it helps me um, and my podcast get out there a little bit more when you leave a review. So thank you to all of you that have done that for me. And hey, if you're new, you are so welcome here. I'm Sarah Tisdale. I'm a painter, a writer, a very beginner gardener, and a friend of Jesus. I'm so glad you are here with me. So let's take a deep breath together and give each other courage. I hope this podcast is a place of beauty, delight, and rest for you and me so we do not lose heart. I was thinking today about lack of motivation and how that can seem like such a good excuse for my lack of action. I found now, um, after years of fighting this, that I will find that motivation if I just start something. Like, if I start something with community, I find that motivation even faster and even stronger. So, like, this podcast has been a huge motivation finder for me, even though... um, It was a little hard to get started, but once I got started, it's been really good. But sometimes getting that flywheel spinning is just the hardest part, and it feels like a gut punch of hurt to bring me out of that inertia. Um, Another example is yesterday I got an email from a woman on my swim team to do dry land boot camp early in the morning, safely within social distancing rules, of course. And I'll just add, if you don't know what dry land is, When you're a swimmer, everything that you do in the water is swimming, and everything you do out of the water is called dry land. (laughs) So when I got that email, without thinking much, I responded, I'm in. But what was I thinking? I was exhausted, and how could I possibly wake up that early, and I'm so out of shape? But with that email, I had committed. I decided I would honor my words, forget my comfort of my bed, and just take action. It was really hard. It felt like that gut punch, like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, I got there after a really early alarm clock and found people with faces that I missed. And they were cheering me on the whole time. I found that energy and excitement to follow through. I found myself enjoying it. And I've been energized all day by taking that action a little reluctantly at first, (laughs) but Um, By getting there, I found that motivation to go again for the next one that she'll host. It wasn't the prettiest. I was pretty sweaty. (laughs) But I felt spurred on by that one choice to take action to make a healthy choice. Now, lest you think that I think highly of my choice making, I also made some bad choices in the same day. So Lord, help me. So thank you for being here with me and making the choice to take a little break with me today. Here is episode 14, Plant Kingdoms, First Things First.
much to your surprise, I'm fascinated by things that grow. A few weeks ago, on a cool, fresh Saturday morning, I decided to walk the nine miles to my sister and her husband's house. It's more near downtown Richmond, and until the day before, I had never considered walking there. Sometimes my body craves a long walk, especially Um, It helps when I'm feeling the emotions or needing to get good and tired, and this was one of those times. Whenever I really wanted to get to know a city, like when I was in Athens, Greece, or Florence, Italy, I would walk it for hours, and I would intentionally get lost to learn and find my way home. I've been thinking, and I had been thinking, that I really don't know my city that well, so maybe it's because I haven't walked it. I've been moving too fast, driving by the things I don't have capacity to pay attention to when in a car. Anyways, for whatever reason, I made this urban hike my Saturday exploration, and it was the best. Also, it was a little scary. I think the world would be better with more sidewalks, but that's just me. (laughs) After the first 30 minutes of no sidewalks and being extra, extra careful, I made it to the route with sidewalks that led me all the way there, so don't worry. I was fine. I passed by several different neighborhoods, businesses, and people I've never noticed before. I was captivated by the beauty of spring with all the peonies and roses in full bloom. I people watched. I listened to music and podcasts. I prayed. I saw a fallen tree in a yard that fell on the sidewalk. I watched as a little girl spun around making large iridescent bubbles in a park where others were picnicking. I saw more families together, so many people tending to their lawns and gardens. I waved to people sitting on their porches and playing with their kids, people smiling, laughing, frowning, yelling, hollering, skateboarding, running, delivering food, picking up food, running and racing each other, arguing and tracing their kids' bodies with chalk so they could color them in to look like dance moves. Around hour two, my body was starting to feel taxed. I loved the challenge of a good long walk, so I moved my arms to loosen up and played some music that helped me worship. And then I reached a fence with this green kudzu hanging over the trees in the path. I'll never forget this one stretch of sidewalk. So to explain, I was walking in some pretty beautiful areas. A lot of houses have well-manicured lawns and beautiful small front gardens. I delighted in like all of these beautiful gardens. They were just gorgeous. I couldn't believe I'd missed them all these years. (laughs) Um, It looked like people really knew what they were doing. But this particular stretch of sidewalk with the kudzu and a lot of weeds was different. It looked untouched, unloved wild in the bad way. Weeds were overtaking this stretch of my walk. The sidewalk was being um, kind of destroyed by these weeds too, which was never good. All kinds of weeds coming from every direction. It was an incredible thing to be on this open sidewalk around cultivated land and then the next minute to step into this path that looked like nature was coming back for vengeance against me. 
It even had this, um, the shade from the katsu hanging over it that just made it darker. So I had this thought. I thought of the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, kind of like the kingdom of weeds versus the kingdom of cultivated gardens. This kingdom of weeds can take over so quickly when gardeners aren't cultivating and tending to the land. It made me think of that scripture in Hebrews that talks about drifting away. This idea of when we're not abiding in Jesus and his kingdom, what kingdom is surrounding us suddenly? When we aren't tending to the gardens of our souls with Jesus' help, what weeds are taking over and preventing fruit, good fruit, from growing? I left my garden for this past week while preoccupied with planning my sister's wedding and Um, It was a beautiful weekend and everything went really well, but um, let me tell you, the weeds in my garden multiplied like crazy. I simply cannot expect a static garden. Things grow, good and bad. Things grow. So things won't be the way that I left them. This is not a plastic child's toy garden where the plastic strawberry stays shiny and ripe forever, right? So I'm doing the active work to weed out the things that are unhealthy for the garden. Am I doing the active work to weed out the things that are unhealthy for my garden? Well, last week, not so much. I was too busy. Am I protecting it from the critters and the bugs and the birds? Am I weeding? Am I making excuses for my lack of motivation, blaming lack of time or not feeling up for it? Am I missing out on the fruit of the garden because of the weeds? Well, it's been a few weeks since I walked through the kingdom of weeds on that sidewalk. I wondered who neglected that property It made me sad in one respect because those bad weeds, and there were some really bad ones, can spread around and affect their neighbor's borders. I've thought of that visual imagery a lot, of the weed-infiltrated path. I remember the songs in my ears while walking through that path. Those songs remind me that worship is a way to engage in in the weeding of my wild garden of my heart. I thought how quickly I can forget to see the true priority of glorifying God through worship and relating to Him in prayer. I so quickly can look to those second things that end up looking more like control and plans and self-made identity. I can so quickly make these second or third things first things and worse, make life all about me. I'm so encouraged that Jesus has a plan to help me remember him as the true end. I remember reading years ago about how Jesus is not a means to an end. He's the end. He's not an app on our phone or a friend who does things just so we are happy or something to add to our resume. He is the full treasure of our lives. When we see and revere him in praise and adoration as the one who deserves all the glory and all we have to offer— then our life is in proper order. Today, a weed in my garden. It had been a while, and let's just say I barely made a dent in the weeds. They are strong little buggers. <laughs> but I got the main ones out around my vegetables. 
and I'll continue tomorrow. While weeding, I listened to a few talks, and this quote has been stuck in my thoughts today, and it's from C.S. Lewis. It goes like this. To love you as I should, I must worship God as creator. When I have learned to love God better than my earthly dearest, I shall love my earthly dearest better than I do now. Insofar as I learn to love my earthly dearest at the expense of God and instead of God, I shall be moving towards the state in which I shall not love my earthly dearest at all. When first things are put first, second things are not suppressed, but increased. O Lord, the cry of our hearts be to worship you and to be motivated by your love. Would your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? I do declare these words to you from the book of Luke, chapter 11, verses 14 through 23. Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of demons. While others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. So family, let's pray the Lord's Prayer together to end our time. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You all give me courage to keep going especially when things seem overwhelming. I want to remember the unseen, the kingdom of God, is what Jesus preached and achieved for us. Even now we have access. Praise the Lord. Exalt him with me today. He gives us good, good things, and most importantly, himself. Let's rest on that truth today. Put first things first. Him. Sincerely, Sarah.